listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. Welcome back, Defiance, to the Defiant Ones, the Patreon-exclusive podcast here for Defy. My name is Kevin Deers, and this week on the show, I speak with Kat Power, who is an awesome, awesome wrestler. She's traveled all the way over to Japan and, and wrestled with some, some legends, and she's killed it on every Defy show that she's had the chance to wrestle at. It was awesome to speak with her about not just wrestling, but also a second love that she's recently fallen for and gotten very, very involved in. If you are listening to this now, you're obviously a part of the Defy Patreon, so thank you for that. If you want to catch some Defy, then you can download the Pluto app for free and watch the wrestling channel. Every morning, Defy is streaming, so you could have some Defy and some breakfast to start your day off right. Things are looking up, and we've got some light at the end of this tunnel, this this crazy pandemic. I'm glad to hear that most people are staying safe and continue to do so. We just got around this corner, and hopefully, hopefully sooner than rather than later, we'll be able to uh, all congregate again, watch our favorite wrestlers at Washington Hall, and chant for Defy. Again, my name is Kevin Deers. Thank you so much for listening to The Defiant Ones. Now check out my interview with Cat Power. All right, it is the Defiant Ones, the Defy podcast, uh, and if you're listening now, you're obviously you, you've probably caught up on uh, all of the uh, past podcasts. Last episode, we spoke with Nicole Matthews, a Vancouver, BC wrestler. Now I'm also Ew. speaking. Okay, <laughs> well, an arch rival of Nicole Matthews is now on the line. We're talking with Cat Power. How are you doing today? Hey, how's it going? What's up, Defiant? I miss you guys. Oh man, we miss you too. So, uh, you, this little boo, I'm assuming you've had some gnarly matches with Nicole then. Is that right? Oh, some buddy, wars? honestly, some of my favorites, some of my absolute favorites. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. She's, she was a pleasant one to talk to. She, she went over to some really cool stories and you know, when she turned heel uh, and I'll, I'll just say bad guy, when she turned bad guy and <laughs> defy that was, man, she really knows how to, Make us uh, defy defiance, boo her, man. Man, I it's funny because like I just I strive to be the the level of smarmy that Nicole Matthews is, and I don't think I'll ever achieve that goal. <laughs> okay, well let's just get right into it. Like, how has uh, you said you miss us? Uh, we miss you. And and when was your last match? Your last wrestling match? Yeah, when was uh, that? So my last wrestling match was uh, January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in New Westminster uh, okay. against uh, Liza Hall. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and it was great. Like, it was super fun. I had a great time. Uh, the match is up on YouTube if anybody's uh, intrigued. Yeah, um, I think uh, Liza's a great girl. Uh, she worked really, really hard. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was... It was a good one to hang my hat on, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, you can, you can replay that uh, in your head, I guess, and just go over it for how long has it been now? <laughs> uh, uh, a year and January, March, April, a year and four months, I guess. 
How have you been staying busy in the meantime? I'm assuming you probably have just like a, a day job. Have you been staying, you know, training or what you've been doing? Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> no, I honestly, I haven't touched wrestling, uh, with a 10 foot clown pole since like, since all this started, honestly. Um, I'm, uh, I actually, around the same time, um, I, uh, started a program. I went back to school, uh, for, uh, ASL and deaf studies. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, it, man, I, I've said it. Um, I, I went back to school for, yeah, for ASL and, uh, deaf studies. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'm in a full-time program actually, uh, for that on top of working full-time. So I'm, I'm going to be the bad wrestler and be like, I don't miss wrestling, but like, I don't, <laughs> I really don't. I like, I miss certain aspects of it and everything, sure. but like, I'm just, I'm super happy with what I'm doing right now. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool because like, I never, ever, ever thought like if you told like 19 year old cat when she first started training wrestling, like, don't worry, you will find something eventually that you love just as much as pro wrestling. 20 year old cat would have been like, the fuck you say but like now i'm like no this is like it's really really cool and like i love uh i love my program and i love um that's uh, like i'm i'm uh, in school to become an asl interpreter so what inspired keeping me really busy what inspired that <laughs> did you go to a concert and you saw someone like on the side stage you're like that's gonna be me dude hilariously yes oh, um okay. but i've since it is yeah i i went to go see uh, i actually went to go see incubus nice. in seattle yeah um not uh like a year and a half ago yeah um and they they had an asl interpreter at the concert um and i kind of looked and i was like oh my gosh that was so cool and it was actually like it was a bucket list thing for me um because i remember uh, I was eight years old and I went to the Scholastic Book Fair. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Right. As you do, as is the custom. And I bought a uh, a book on uh, the the uh, ASL alphabet. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like it's such a it's such a cool thing. But then now. Having having been in the program and stuff like I've learned certain things about like my perception of uh, like ASL and deaf culture because it is it's actually it's a cultural thing it's yeah. not like it's not assisting with people with disabilities like deaf people are not disabled they're yeah. not um, it's it's uh, it's a language uh, minority. And it's just, I initially like embarrassingly in my ignorance, like I went to the concert and I was like, Oh my God, I want to help all these people enjoy concerts. It's like, dude, they don't need your help. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't work that way. Like it's not like that at all. And I just, now I'm like, I'm super excited about it to like, um, just learn like learn about the culture and like learn about like their history and stuff. Cause it hasn't been pleasant for deaf people. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just really excited to kind of, it's kind of like coming up and wrestling again. And I think that's why I love this so much. Cause it's like, I want to learn as much as I can so yeah. I can like earn a place like within that community as much as I can. Cause I'll never be 100% accepted because i'm not deaf i didn't grow up deaf but like i can hopefully um you know show the the community like enough respect that 
you know, I'll be able to work alongside of these people. And they that's can, really cool. And they can it's book really, really you in the main cool. event, right? What's that? And they can book you in the main event and, and you want of to. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> Me on the news front and center. Exactly. So, uh, I know it's probably super surface level, but I recently watched that movie, um, The Sound of Metal. Are you okay. are you familiar with that movie? No. Oh, so it's about this drummer um, who uh, he plays in a metal band, and overnight he gets uh, he basically becomes about ninety nine percent deaf. And oh, wow. um, the film I thought was just kind of gonna gonna be about metal, but then um, it actually becomes this incredible film, and about how you know that he goes to this um, this uh, kind of community where they're living together and they're teaching each other, and it's not about you know trying to you know you know because he wanted to get these implants. And they were saying that, oh, like, exactly. And he wanted to kind of, yeah. and that was like his big thing was he wanted to get these implants. And one of the things that the, the, uh, man who brought him there was saying is like, we don't think being deaf is a bad thing. And, and it's, this is, this is hmm. just us, you know, it's, and, uh, just acceptance. And I don't know. Anyways, I'm not trying to get no spoilers. I just thought, uh, if anyone is if anyone is interested in uh, what you're kind of talking about, I'd say that's a good kind of starting point just to get an idea of uh, maybe that community. It's called this. I just wrote it down on a post-it note. The Sound of metal. metal. Yeah, it was. It was actually <laughs> um, little bulletin board. It's called The Sound of Metal. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime exclusive movie, and it was um, the Excellent. actor was um, was actually nominated for an Oscar. Wow, so so you found your you're kind of like your second love, like that's been able to, uh, you know, that been able to fill uh, your life with something equally as cool as wrestling. That's really rad. Congratulations! I did. Thanks. Like it's really like it's funny because like I don't know if people ever like like if like you find one thing if you're lucky enough to find yeah. one passion of yours that you're like you know, this is, this is amazing. This is incredible. It makes me really happy. And like wrestling did. Um, and I got to do like a lot of really cool stuff with it. Um, but unfortunately it's not a career. <laughs> I thought initially when I was 19, it all sounds very romantic. Yeah. Um, start like, I'm going to follow my dream. Um, but then you realize the adulty things have to happen and eventually you need to find, you know, something that you'll be happy doing the rest of your life. So, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. Like it's really cool. And there's so many different, um, like there's so many different places to go with it too. Cause like, obviously, you know, with social media and like, uh, TikTok and all that kind of stuff, people are like, Oh, it's great. Like, again, like it's a clout thing. Like people just like interpret songs because it's entertaining. Okay. Um, but that's not necessarily like you're, it's like when, yeah, like it's 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 people's career, but not on social media. Like it's these people's language. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. Huh. But anyway, um, but there's so many yeah, there's so many different like areas that you can go into. Like there's like, um, obviously you know like there's there's musical interpreting, but there's like um, uh, like medical interpreting or um, like courtroom, you know, interpreting and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like basically like anywhere that's that you're needed and it's it's really really cool like i'm very excited 
how far would you say you are along your journey? How close to, you know, being, uh, and I don't know the vernacular certified or graduating. Yeah. Yeah. Being certified. So I have, I have, um, three more months in the program that I'm in now. Cool. Um, I'm in the process of applying to, uh, my next program, uh, which is, um, uh, an interpreter, like a certified interpreter training program. Um, and it's here in, uh, it's in BC and Coquitlam. Um, and it's considered like one of the best or if not the best in Canada. So, but it's really competitive. So if everyone could put the vibes out for me, that would be aces. (laughs) Cross your fingers for Cat Power. And, and and this is the the beautiful thing about this podcast is you think you're getting into a wrestling podcast, and now we're talking about sign language interpretation and a film on Amazon Prime and you know and and putting our good vibes together. So I want the defiance to cross your fingers and hope the best for Cat Power that she can get into this amazing program. Aw, thanks guys. So- or don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> no. Please do. Wherever your positive vibes are needed. So, uh, I read on Wikipedia, now I don't know if everything is true on Wikipedia, but... Buckle up, here we go. Yeah, exactly. I read that you decided you wanted to be a wrestler after attending WrestleMania 18, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock in Toronto, is that correct? That is 100% true. Uh, I was 17 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and me and my best friend Christian at the time, and his, it's actually, it's not, obviously it's not of I was gonna the say. edge in Christian. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's my buddy Christian. Uh-huh. Uh, him and I were diehard wrestling fans, uh, in high school and found out that WrestleMania was coming to Toronto. Um, and I ended up getting us tickets. Um, and it was pretty incredible. I say I was working my high school job. I was working at McDonald's at the time. Yeah. Um, and I took like every, every shift I was offered every time they called me in early, every time they asked me to stay late. Like I was there, I worked so hard to pay for that trip myself. And, uh, me and Christian had like, it's, it's still one of the, like the best times of my life. Like I remember I met, um like i was walking we were at fan access yeah and like i i was walking like through and i was just trying to get through like this crowd of people and i didn't realize that security was taking rick flair away wow so i like I, yeah i somehow managed like around the security people and stuff i guess they didn't see me or like i don't know what happened but i literally looked up and came face to face with the nature boy and i was like and the <laughs> The first thing that I could think to say was, holy fuck, you're Ric Flair. (laughs) What did he say? Did he he go, woo? No, he kind of like, he kind of chuckled and then put his hand out and he was like, hey, you can't lift up or whatever. And then he just left. (laughs) And I was like, I just shook Ric Flair's fucking hand. That's awesome. It was pretty amazing. My first interaction with a wrestler was it was at Key Arena. I was like in fifth grade, fourth grade or something like that. It was like uh, 1995, 96, 95. And I saw Gorilla mm-hmm. Monsoon outside. And, Stop it. And, I, I, and my mom goes, go up to him, ask him for an autograph. And I go, I run up to him with this little bull cut kid. And I go, hey, Gorilla Monsoon, can I have an autograph? And he goes, see you inside, kid. No. 
He like, but no, that's not the same. He cool guyed me and was like, "See inside, kid." Oh, that's still pretty cool. Like getting cool guy by Gorilla Monsoon, like he kind of gets a pass, right? Exactly. Because he is a cool. That's like getting cool, cool guy, guy by like Andre. Exactly. Like, of course, you get cool guy by that guy, right? But so you saw Ric Flair, and then of course you know you go to the event, and then uh, you know obviously just a that's one of the most uh, talked about matches, you know, with with The Rock and Hulk Hogan doing like a, a, a switch in characters during the match. Must have been totally electrifying being there in the building. I think I remember. I remember being there and thinking if this is what it feels like to be among 70,000 people. What the, what is it like to be in front of 70,000 people? Yeah. And like, and I'll like, I won't know that feeling, but you know what I mean? Like I've had like some pretty cool moments in wrestling. So like I've gotten like my peak Mm -hmm. moment or whatever you want to call it. Um, like out of pro wrestling, but like, I would say like that was the moment that I decided I was like, no, like I need to, I need to do this. Like, the, like I've obsessed about this since I was three years old. Like what is like, why can't I? Yeah. Why not? Who were some that you looked up to? Were there uh, some of your favorites? Ooh. Um, to, if I don't mention edge very first top of the list, yeah. like everyone's gonna be like, Hey, what the fuck were you drunk? Um, like I, it's really, really funny because Nicole Matthews, uh said to me recently very recently she's like i love how shamelessly you love edge nice i'm like i don't care like yes the sun shines out of his ass like i just and like well you must be pumped to see him at wrestlemania main event buddy uh well i'd be more pumped if roman wasn't in the past but i'm not a booker um, but anyway, again, cool guy, I guess. Um, I, I love how they're like, Hey Roman, like, do you think you could show like a little more personality or something, you know, in your character? Like oh, say no more fam gold glove. <laughs> Good. Okay. That's Good awesome. Um, yeah, but like edge is probably edge is my number one for sure. Um, and anyone, if you watch, like, if you rewatch my matches, if you look at my facials, like I'm literally just impersonating edge. Nice. I just want to be him. Like what? I just, I'm just trying to be him when okay. I work. I'm doing a terrible cosplay of edge if edge had boots. Basically. I love it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, for sure. Like Ric Flair for sure. Okay. Which was like, again, like 17 year old cat shaking Ric Flair's hand. You're like, fucking mind Ric blowing. Flair. <laughs> Absolutely mind blowing. Um, Bret Hart, obviously. Yeah. Canadian. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm eight years old, uh, living in Windsor, Ontario at the time with my family. And, uh, we go to this house show and I remember being like, I remember, uh, because all because cards subject to change always, mm-hmm. and I remember um, Brett was supposed to wrestle Bam Bam on that show. Like, it was like the card was advertised as Brett versus Bam Bam in yeah. the main. That's a good match. And 
they, I don't know what happened. Like, I, like, I don't know if this was their plan the whole time or uh-huh. what was going, like, what the booking was, but they changed it the day of the show and it was Brett versus Yoko. Nice. Yeah. And I remember being eight years old crying because I was just like, because Brett was selling like his chest. Like, I think he did oh, the no. gimmick where like he, he went off the apron and hit the guardrail. Yep. So the whole match he's selling like he broke his like he broke his sternum again. And then and of course it's setting up for the bonsai. Yeah. And I just yeah, like I just remember being eight years old, we're up in like a nosebleed, and I'm just dying inside. Like I'm just like, Oh my god, please, like <laughs> please save this man. Yeah. <laughs> um that's amazing definitely like oh my gosh macho man yeah i mean like there's my mom's best friend's favorite story is uh when i was probably four or five and when macho man proposed to miss elizabeth and they heard me from the family room downstairs screaming at the tv say yes that's awesome (laughs) yeah so like um yeah i there like yeah roddy piper um shit steve austin mm-hmm. like, big fan of steve austin um christian obviously like i hate i, I hate using the word uh underrated because i think it just gets thrown around too much like everybody's yeah. underrated you know like everyone feels like they're underrated or thinks that they're better than they are but like i think in terms of like when people talk about like the guys like i think christian gets overlooked so much for sure just because like yeah just because because he's not edge he's not edge and like and it sucks because like in those two guys like neither one of them is the marty yeah really when you look at it neither one of those guys is the marty but like for whatever reason edge just came out of that no i don't mean for whatever reason like he's you know incredibly talented but i just Mm -hmm. mean like edge was the guy and like but christian is is equally as good like if you if you watch um his first tna run like those matches with aj styles mother of god you know like or like even just recently like with him and frankie that was a great match Uh, yeah and like he's proven he can still go and 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 you know he's He's killing it. He's going to kill hasn't it. hasn't changed. Yeah. After you seven know, years like, I, off. Yeah. Like, personally, like, gotten better. Well, he's I in think. killer shape. I, I, I mean, it's, yeah, like, he's just incredible to watch. And just, like, for, like, he's, and I, and I mean this in, like, the most complimentary way. Like, he mm-hmm. is not doing anything. You know, like he's, he's not doing like this crazy bullshit. And I think that's why, like, I like, like of all the guys that I mentioned, like none of those guys are Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) Yeah. Really good. Mean potatoes. Solid. Wrestlers. Yeah. I like wrestlers. I am not a fan of sports entertainers. Hot take. (laughs) I'm just not. It's It's not my brand. Yeah. It's not my flavor of ice cream. I... Can I do it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I'm not <laughs> sitting here professing that it's, you know, easy to do. Um, but neither is eliciting emotion out of someone. Sure. Or, um, 
telling a story, you know what I mean? Like not to sound old and bitter, but I'm, I remember being eight years old and being fearful for Bret Hart's life. And that to me is more important than a 360 corkscrew moonsault double river psycho driver bullshit through tax or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's your, your taste. And that's, that's awesome that, you know, you, yeah. you have that, you know, so well-defined. I mean, you, you're obviously very passionate about wrestling and, and that, you know, uh, is really cool to hear that, you know, WrestleMania 18 did that for you. I mean, obviously you were a fan growing up and then you save up all your money. You decide you're going to be a wrestler. How long from WrestleMania 18 until you started training? So 18 was in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to school uh, back home because I remember uh, watching, um, uh, there was a CTV W5 documentary on Chris Jericho. Okay. Uh, and I remember, yeah, and I remember watching it. And I remember he told this story about um, the first time he met Jesse Ventura. And he said um, that Ventura told him the two most important things to remember in wrestling. Number one, be prepared to wake up every day in physical pain, <laughs> All right. which not untrue. And two, uh, make sure you get something to fall back on. Like make sure that you have a backup plan because it's wrestling and there's no, there's literally no guarantees. You could blow an ACL tomorrow and it's over, you know? Yeah. Um, so I decided to go to school. Um, but I, uh, being young and kind of foolish, uh, I was very impatient and, uh, I listen, listen up kids. Cause this is anti cat talking now. Don't drop out of school for wrestling. <laughs> Finish school first. Then you can have wrestling. Okay. <laughs> Period. Um, but yeah, I was very young and naive and impatient and, uh, I only finished uh, half of my um, tourism degree in uh, my early school days. Um, but then I moved to Windsor, Ontario, where I met an absolutely uh, incredible man by the name of Scott Moore. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, a phone conversation with Scott before I moved to Windsor. Team um, Canada. He's still... What's that? Team Canada. Yeah, coached him more. Yep. Um, he still makes fun of me to this day because my incredibly overprotective mom uh, took the phone from me and basically grilled his ass like she was on True Detective. Nice. Um, it was, oh my God, it was so embarrassing though. I'm 18, I'm like 18, 19 years old, just begging my mother for the phone back. Like, please, please give me the phone. This is... It's embarrassing. Like he still makes fun of me every time I see him. That's funny. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. But she, she um, had your best interest in mind. That, that's awesome, though. Your mom sounds like a I badass. I know. Yeah, dude. My mom's a G, man. My mom is a G. She like she was captain of the basketball team. She was captain of the soccer team. Nice. She had a motorcycle. She played baseball. Like okay. my nan was a G too. Like every time I watch, uh, <laughs> every time I watch a league of their own. I always like mark out because my nan played professional baseball. So I always joke around that my nan is Gina Davis. 
That sounds so. You come from a from a from a lineage of of athletes, which is obviously good. You have good stock, good genes. Uh, it skipped a generation in me because uh, I'm absolutely not an athlete. I am just really good at faking it and being intimidating. <laughs> I'm really good at faking intimidation. Nice. <laughs> so I'm not an athlete. It's really funny. My brother got the athletic genes. Like my brother is an incredible hockey player. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey, um, hockey and wrestling yeah, I, sounds very Canadian. That's awesome. very Canadian. Hockey. So if you you're go- not a, where I came from. If you weren't a hockey player, you weren't shit. <laughs> so you go to uh, Scott De- Scott Demore's training school with Johnny Devine. Yeah, and yeah. So Johnny Devine was the first. Um, <laughs> it was really funny because I went. I actually I met Scott's dad first, Mister okay. Demore. Yep. Um, who is probably the most intimidating human being I've ever met in my life. I had no idea. Like I went into the front part of the office and he was like behind the desk. And he's like, he like didn't even like look at me. I didn't know what the hell I was doing there. And he just kind of waved me through to the, to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just sat there all by myself, like waiting for everyone to show up. And then uh divine rolled in and he was uh, he was so nice. And like, he just, he gave me the heads up like right away. Like, listen, like, I know it's your first day, but it's your job to like go to everybody. He's like, this goes for like any locker room, any school you're going into, like anything you go and shake everybody's hand and introduce yourself. Um, so I did. And then, uh, like 20 minutes later, Rhino walked in the door. <laughs> my, nice. My very first training session. Yeah. That's awesome. So, that was a thing in my day. Um, and I was so like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> really? <laughs> just like, I didn't, I like, do I talk to this guy? Like, right? I don't know. I was so again, like intimidating. Um, and I took a couple bumps and I ran the ropes a little bit, but like, we didn't really like do a whole lot. My first session, mm-hmm. um, and Rhino like kind of waved me over and he was like, Hey, like, come here. And I, he was like giving me advice and stuff. Like he was like, you know, very sweet, very genuine. And I remember being so gassed, like so out of breath. Cause I had never like, people don't realize just like your heart is racing. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I'm about to take a bump. This is going to suck. It's probably going to hurt. You've never done this before. And like yeah. you're running ropes and it's not the same. So I'm so out of breath, but I'm, and I'm like gasping for air, but I'm trying not to breathe on Rhino. (laughs) (laughs) So sweet about it. And he sees me struggling for life. And he's like, I've had fans spit on me before. So if you breathe on me, it's not going to be the end of my day. Nice. Um, And yeah. And I would like, he's just, he's been like a linear kind of constant in like my whole career. And I remember, he actually, I got to wrestle at home, um, at the, the arena that I used to like in Cape Breton where I'm from, um, there was a hockey arena in the town that I'm from that we, me and my brother used to go watch like indie wrestling and I got to wrestle there and Rhino was on the show and then me and it's, (laughs) it's such a hilarious story, but like me and Tracy Brooks and my mom and Rhino like went to dinner after the show. So like, cool. like sitting in this pizzeria, like eating 
And then every time after I always saw a rhino, he was like, Hey, how's your mom? Um, and one year my mom had come for Christmas and we had a, a Christmas party at one of, uh, Scott's bars in Windsor. And he saw me and he's like, Hey, how's your mom? And I'm like, why don't you ask her? And I like pointed to her and he like pushed me out of the way. And he's like, Oh my God, Ann. That's awesome. <laughs> my, my mom is hugging Ryan. It was amazing. Like, it still warms my heart. <laughs> That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like, uh, it was one of the like funniest stories ever is like, that's my first experience in wrestling. Um, and then shortly after I, th- I had my first match, uh, in July of 2006. Okay. How did it um, go? And I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't actually like booked on the show. I had just gone, uh, I had gone to the show, um, just to like help out. It was a show in Toronto. There was a company called, uh, BSE, uh, okay. blood, sweat, and ears. <clears throat> and, uh, on the advice of Scott, obviously, like I was just going to shows and like trying to help out and be like, Hey, you know, I'm training and you know, if you need people eventually, blah, blah, blah. Um, so a couple of the, uh, the guys were in the ring, just kind of working out training and stuff. So I hopped mm-hmm. in and uh just kind of started rolling around and stuff and then uh rob fuego uh and if anybody has read edge's book uh birth the hurt uh we're watching uh watching everybody like train and stuff and they asked me if i wanted to wrestle on the show and i was like yeah uh i was terrified but yeah sure (laughs) yeah little does no one know that this would be your first match no, yeah, and like, and I get, I got in trouble because I didn't okay it with Scott. Uh-huh. So kids, again okay with your trainer, or yeah, double check with your trainer to make sure you're ready because I was not. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. So when you say you weren't ready, how did the match go? I don't remember. Okay. I don't. I remember I did. I, it was myself and Irish Jake O'Reilly. Um, really great, uh, really great worker from, uh, from Ontario trained by, uh, Showtime Eric Young. Okay. Um, yeah, it was him and I versus, um, Dania, who was a student of Rob Fuego's school, um, Squared Circle in Toronto mm-hmm. and Crazy Steve of Decay fame, nice. uh, who is also trained by, uh, Showtime. Uh, yeah, I remember like everyone was really nice. I haven't, I saw it once, like I saw it, um, Oh my gosh, like probably right at like, because I'm pretty sure Dania filmed it or had someone film it. So I watched it like that day and have never seen it since. And I don't think I want to. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not, I, I was not good. I had no <laughs> gimmick. I thought I was going to be this million dollar baby, Mokushla, terrible idea thing. I It was, yeah, I had no idea. Not a clue. So we're going to skip around a tiny bit because I know that you, so your nickname is the Joshi Slayer uh and and that comes from your time wrestling over in Japan. So uh from your Wikipedia once again, I saw that you had matches with people like Hikaru Shida, Asuka, then as Kana, um you teamed yeah. with her. Um tell me about yeah. what brought you to Japan, where you wrestled, was it Stardom or was it Tokyo Joshi Pro? Where did you wrestle and um yeah, why don't you go down some of your experiences in Japan if you would? Oh man. Yeah. Um, so it came about, 
I actually, I was living, um, I was living here in Vancouver. I mm-hmm. just kind I was living here, I think about like four years, uh, at the time. Um, and Donnie Devine sent me a text and said that, um, Harry Smith, uh, uh, Davy boy yeah. Jr. Uh, had messaged him and asked him if he knew of any girls that were interested in maybe, you know, going to Japan and, and divine messaged me and said, Hey, message Harry. Um, so I got into contact with him. Uh, and I was originally brought over, uh, for a company that's no longer around. Um, I was, uh, freelance pretty much. Like I would just work for whoever, which was kind of nice. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was something else, honestly. Like I think not to be, um, not to be like cheesy or overly dramatic or anything, but I think that kind of really helped me figure out, uh, the wrestler that I wanted to be. I think when you first start out in wrestling, you're either a trying everything Uh (laughs) just seeing, you know, like just throwing everything at the wall and kind of seeing what sticks. Um, or B you have people that think they have, you know, your best interests at heart and are telling you what, what they think you should be, uh, as opposed to just kind of letting you develop naturally. Yeah. Um, so I think like, I just kind of, I didn't really have a clue. Like I was listening to too many people. Um, and I was trying like everyone's suggestions kind of all at once rather than like picking and choosing. Um, so when I went over there, like it was kind of, it was really, really nice because I just got to figure it out while I was there. And a big part of that was getting to, um, getting to team with Kana, uh, Asuka. Yeah. Um, and be in her faction. I remember we had a show, uh, in Tokyo, uh, at a venue called first ring. And all of the, all of the people in Kana's group, like painted their faces like clowns. And I remember I was getting ready, you know, in the, in the locker room and Kana, uh, sorry, Asuka, um, came up to me and like, asked me if I would paint my face, like to be a part of the team. And I mean, at the time, like, I was like, I'll do like, I'll wear a blue wig and come out the lady Gaga if you tell me to, like, I'm just happy to be here, (laughs) you know? Um, but I kind of asked, like, do you, do you want me to be a clown? And she's like, no, no, no. Just like, just a little bit, just like match. And I was like, oh, okay, sick. Um, and then that, and then it kind of evolved from there. And it's just, it's been kind of really cool, like figuring out, you know, where I'm at in terms of like character and gimmick and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I got to, my uh, my debut match uh, in Japan was at Corken Hall. Jesus Christ. Which, oh, buckle up, son, because it gets so much better than that. So we are the semi-main. Okay. Uh, I am in a, yeah, I'm in a six-person mixed tag, uh, you know, uh, alongside Sheeta and Asuka. And yeah. I'm already, I've never, I've never wrestled anywhere outside of North America. Well, I've never wrestled anywhere outside of Canada or the U S so yeah. I'm already crazy nervous. I wasn't very confident in anything to do with anything. Yeah. Um, and it's the match before ours. 
and there's like there where the locker room is there's like stairs to go up to the ring sure um at corican so i'm like downstairs and i'm kind of like i'll say warming up but like everyone knows what that actually means i'm just like standing around pretending to warm up sure um and one of the girls comes downstairs and she's like oh my god the whole bullet club's upstairs okay and this is the iteration of the bullet club with with kenny omega aj styles the young bucks and king folly that's awesome and i'm like oh yeah (laughs) cool (laughs) so (laughs) and i really wish yeah i got like it was really, really cool, and it was really rad that, like, they came, and I guess I had um, I had the opportunity to actually, like, talk with AJ, uh, AJ Styles after uh, a New Japan show while yeah. we were still over there, and uh, I just, I thanked him for coming to the show, because it was a women's wrestling show. Okay, uh, yeah. And I, I, I can't speak highly enough of AJ Styles. Um, he's kind of been like a, again, like another constant, uh, thread in, you know, kind of my journey through this crazy, ridiculous carny business. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he was the main event. Uh, it was him and Showtime Eric Young were the main event of my first match in Toronto. And I said, I was like, thank you so much guys for, you know, being the main and, and, and it's my first match. And he was like, Oh, it's your first match today. He's like, cool. I'll watch. And I'm thinking in my head and I was very polite and I was like, Oh cool. Yeah. Thanks. And like in my head, I'm like, yeah, AJ Styles is going to watch my match. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> he actually watched my match. Cause he gave me like critique after, um, and not just the, the blanket critique of, yeah, you know, the thing you did do more or less depending and then you know? fast forward, you know, how many years and thousands of miles away on an island yeah. across the world. And- in Tokyo, Japan. And-, and here is this man again. And it was just, it was pretty cool. Like, it was pretty incredible. Um, That's insane. So had- the most, one of the most iconic wrestling venues, and you're having your yeah. first wrestling match outside of Canada with the entire Bullet Club with Kana and Hikaru Shida. That is... Wow. How did it go? Um, I had a blast. Like I had so much fun and like, I think I haven't, again, like I haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I sometimes like, it depends on, um, you know, it depends on how I'm feeling. If I really, 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 really like something, Mm -hmm. it's almost better to like preserve it. Sure. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to watch it back and and be like, Oh, I should have done this. Yeah. I could have, or I should have done that. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I, I had fun and I just, I don't, and I know, I know how I looked on that show and I don't want to look back and be disappointed because like I had like my gear and just like the whole aesthetic (laughs) wasn't there. Sure. Um, we're getting there, but I just kind of want to remember it as like, that was my first one. And I kind of like, I I'm happy with how I grew from there. So I'm uh, I'm reading the Young Bucks book right now, and, and something that they mention in there is how after their first tour of Japan, they came back and it was like they they had a, a big much more confidence, and it was like they came back and and things started to click. Would you would you say that was the case for you as well? A hundred percent, yeah. 
I, I felt like a different wrestler. Um, because I've always, even now, um, but I've always kind of second guessed myself within mm-hmm. the wrestling business. Uh, and I know that's not a good trait to have as a self promoter, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, we as professional wrestlers, like we're our own business kind of, and like, I've just, um, I know, I know I'm good because I've obsessed enough about it that like I know it enough to know what to do. Um, but sometimes like the execution of things I, you know, or like, I, like I said before, like I'm not an athlete. Like I look at, you know, certain guys, like I look at like, I should not be comparing myself to Artemis Spencer because that's just setting myself up for disaster. But <laughs> I look at a guy like Artie and I'm just like, God, what I wouldn't give, you know? Um, and, and he's a guy that he's just, he's got everything. He's so well-rounded and he's so like got everything. And, and that's just not me. So like, I have to work around the non-athleticism aspect of it. Um, and I think, I think going to Japan and really finding, um, finding a style that I can do, like I very much, I don't consider myself like strong style like you know like i I don't think of it in that sense i think of it as like i like to i like to just fight yeah i like to fight in a pro wrestling context and however we can mesh our styles i'm on board and i think being in japan like helped me with that big time that's awesome. So, uh, you you come back to the to well not the states, but you come back to uh, uh, Canada and and let's t- uh, fast forward a little bit. How did you hear about uh, how did you hear about Defy for the first time? Um, I there was just buzz, like there was just so much um surrounding it. Like it was just it was cool to hear that there was um. It, it was almost like uh, this, like grassroots, like punk rock sort of vibe coming out of this this rad company. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some friends of mine obviously had had gone down and wrestled. Um, uh, you know, like Nicole Matthews and and um, you know some some people from uh, from this area and stuff had gone down, and and it was just it was one of the coolest like sounding things ever. And I was just like, I was very hopeful to get to be a part of it. Um, again, like terrible self promotion, but I was like, Oh, like, I don't know if, if they'll have me, like, I don't know if I'm good enough to like go down there because it was so just like the people that were being brought in and like the, the, the caliber of work. It sure, was just, yeah. it was so impressive to me. Cause it wasn't about, um, it's just about just good wrestling. Well, what was your and, first impression when you got there? When you well, uh, fast forward and, you, and you're actually you know you're booked and, and you're you're there and it's in Washington Hall, right? Well, that was your first match. Uh, yeah, that was my first one. I believe it was with Danica. Was my first. I'm getting. I get I think so, right? I, I, think, have, I think you're right. I got kicked in the head for 15 years, so <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish. I could be wrong. So what was your first impression of the defiance in, in, in Washington hall? Oh my God, man. The, it was that 
just be like, just it's so cool, man. Like I was saying, like, I know in Washington Hall, and, and, this, and I'm not trying to sound cheesy, and like anybody that knows me knows I'm being like 100% genuinely sincere. Like, I know it wasn't 70,000 people in Washington Hall, but like, that's what I mean when I say like, I ha- like I've, I've felt that kind of energy. So it's co- like, it was, it's just so cool. Like, it's those kinds of um, feelings that like make me love being a pro wrestler like i love watching pro wrestling and i always have but i love to be a pro wrestler yeah and it's it's walking out and like uh like as i've been to crowds where they literally look at you and they lay back in their chair like i dare you to entertain me impress try me. go ahead yeah impress me and and with the defiance it's just they are so fuck you guys are cool <laughs> like, that's, that's honest to god like it's you like it's just so rad it's just such a sick vibe um the level of respect for um for the talent and like for like what you know we as entertainers like give to the fans they in turn give back what they're supposed to if that makes sense like we oh absolutely yeah it's just it's so cool and it's such a very cool give and take and nobody nobody's there to like disrespect anything and nobody's there to um to be anything other than a wrestling fan. And I think that's lost. Cause like, I still watch wrestling as a fan. Like yeah. I cried when Ed came back at the rumble and I, I have no shame in admitting that. And I have three people that can vouch for that. <laughs> like it's still real to me, damn it. And, right? and I feel like the defiance is on board with that. And like, that's what's missing is like that genuine emotion. Cause that's what we're trying to do, right? Like we're yeah. just, we're trying to make people feel. So you kind of already answered a little bit, but I have, this is like the, the question that I have to ask everyone okay. that comes on and, and it's worded a little cheesy, but if you don't <laughs> mind, uh, what does, I the, love cheesy. What does the defiance mean to you? Oh, Oh my gosh. Um, my yeah i think i just said it but like my favorite thing my favorite 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 thing about being a pro wrestler is is making people feel i don't care like i don't care if i'm a baby face and you boo me i don't care if you know like like if i'm a heel and you hate me awesome yeah if i'm a baby face and you're like you're right there with me and you know and it's like come on we're gonna go we're gonna win this match together guys like awesome like i i love make like i love pulling emotion out of people Mm -hmm. but i love it more when a crowd pulls emotion out of me nice because that's very hard to do when you've been in front of so many crowds that just don't give a shit man Mm -hmm. And it's like, why are you even here? 
Like you could have spent your 20 bucks and gone to a movie and been equally as entertained. And at least you would have got popcorn out of it. But like with, with the defiance, like it's, I think, I think it's, it's probably my top five like shows that I've done just because like I've worked in some pretty cool venues, but like in the way of crowds, it's definitely my, my, one of my favorites just because it makes me want to be better. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that, yeah. you know, we can, you know, kind of support you and, and then that, that whole energy kind of just, you know, that just, it's, it's like, it's like you were saying kind of a punk rock show. It's, it's the vibe of a punk rock show is, is, you know, and, and that's when I was growing up and going into hardcore shows, you know, there might be a stage, but like the singers would always say, like, get up on the stage, you know, this microphone is yours too. And that it's what it kind of feels yeah. like. Yeah. And, and even just watching like certain, certain matches, like with, um, when Kimberly finally got to wrestle in Seattle, at yep. Home, yep. which was phenomenal. Or when Artie won the belt, like I get like, he's my buddy. So obviously I'm going to be emotional about it and I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to be again, like right there with him because I think all my friends are the best of the best. And yep. you know, they're, I'm slightly biased, but I don't think there's many people that are going to sit there and argue with me that Artemis Spencer isn't the best in the territory, if not the country right now. Um, and like, and when he won the belt, it was just so like, it was like, yeah, guys, we did it. The good guy you wins, wins for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just so, like, it's such a cool thing, you know? And, like, there was dudes, like, high-fiving each other in the crowd oh, because yeah. they won. Yep. But it was like, no, their guy won. Yep. Yep. And And it's so... I think that's missing. I think that's missing with, at least in WWE, because, like, and and you know, different, like different companies and all that kind of stuff and different eras and different styles and whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, like, I think a lot, like I, there's no, um, questions. Okay. I won't say there is no in WWE. I will say the defiance has an investment in their people. Yeah. Love them or hate them. They're invested. And that's the important thing. And it's, that's what matters. So w- earlier, um, you know, you kind of you were you were alluding to the fact that you know you you well you just said it. You said you don't miss wrestling. Um, do you see yourself, you know, after lockdown and pandemic? Do you see yourself still wrestling? Do you, or do you want to focus, you know, all of your attention to school? Or do you see yourself, you know, coming back and doing some matches on your on your own time? Or how how would you like to approach that? Is this a defiance exclusive? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, like I don't know. I haven't. Um, I haven't really thought about it. Honestly, it's funny. Like I'll think about it. Like I was watching a TV show and they had this really rad song in the TV show, and I downloaded it and I was like, "Oh my god, this would be sick entrance music." Yeah. And then I was like, "Wait, like am I?" But like for me or like, are you like, like I'm thinking to myself, like, am I going to like, are you going to use it? Like what for? 
Like, I don't, I think, um, I don't know. I think I'm kind of in a really, really cool position right now where it's like, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. If that, you know what I mean? Like totally. I don't have no to. pressure. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like it's kind of, because like I'm, I spent 14 years putting the pressure on myself. Like mm-hmm. I took it way too seriously for a really, really, really long time. And I don't think I got, uh, as m- I had fun. Don't get me wrong. Like I can't, I can never take away like, you know, my experience going to shimmer or, you know, my experience in Japan, obviously is like such a huge, huge thing for me. Um, but I think, uh, I think I put way too much pressure on like, I must get signed. There is no other way. And I just, I could have had just a lot more fun. So I think now that I don't have to care, um, I think it's, it's, it's really fun. Like it's a really, uh, fun position to be in because wrestling's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, I think once lockdown ends or like once all this, you know, is sort of behind us, uh, I'll have to see what the, what the landscape is. Cause I will say, I do have a bucket list. Like I did yeah. the Cody Rhodes bucket yeah, list of yeah, yeah. opponents for sure. Um, but yeah, who knows? Well, I have, I, I, unfortunately I have no better answer. I really don't. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate your honesty and, and, and I, yeah. you know, I don't want to speak for you or anything, but I will say that, you know, hearing you, um, speak so candidly is really, uh, we appreciate it, but also, uh, when you don't have the, um, maybe when you don't have that pressure of like, you know, you need to get to this certain spot. You need to get to this certain spot. Um, maybe when that's kind of taken away because you now have this other thing that you love that will give you financial security and that you've attained, mm-hmm. um, maybe you can just enjoy the journey a little bit more and just have fun, like you said. And just yeah, I think that's. It. I think like that's kind of where I'm. I'm at with it uh, so far, and like if anything comes out of it cool like i said like i i don't miss the physicality of it right now i'm enjoying (laughs) i'm enjoying not um you know not getting bumped around i'm not gonna lie um i i i do miss uh, yeah i miss i miss the crowd just because like we were talking about you know like the defiance and i'm just thinking about you know, the nights, the, the nights at the Commodore ballroom where I got to pretend to be a rock star with my friends for a night. Um, you know, those are, those are the things that I miss. Um, so yeah, who knows, who knows what it's going to look like too, like at the end of all this. Well, if, if, you know, things were to get back to a semblance of normalcy, who's one person you would love to, to, to wrestle at a defy show. Eddie Osborne. Nice. Okay. All right. He's a brawler. Period. Point blank. Didn't even have to think about that. Eddie motherfucking wrestling personified Osborne. All right. That would be a hundred percent sign it time and place. You don't even have to pay me. I like it. (laughs) Uh, cat power. So, um, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, but I'd like to know, uh, since we can't, 
you know, go see you, buy merch from you at this time. Is there any way for us to support you um, during this time? Do you have t-shirts or merch or, you know, can we follow you or? You can follow me. (laughs) I have Instagram. Um, I do. I mean, I have a pro wrestling key store, but I don't, I mean, if you want to go buy t-shirts, go nuts. Or, uh, I do have, uh, a store, um, uh, on, uh, the worst brand. Uh, that was my tag team partner, Ashley sixes, uh, brand. Um, if you're looking for merch, I mean, just, uh, maybe shoot me a message on Instagram or, uh, email me catpowerwrestling at gmail.com. Uh, and I could probably make arrangements to hook you up with some merch for a nominal fee, right? (laughs) Tuition's expensive guys. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And and Um, one way to support her, one way to support cat power right now is to keep your fingers crossed that she gets into that wonderful program. There you go. Just put, if the defiance can put it out in the universe that I get accepted to Douglas college, that would be phenomenal. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the time. And do you have any final words for the defiance? Uh, just uh, thank you so much for, um, I don't know, for letting me entertain you guys, uh, for 15 minutes at a shot. And I really hope that, you know, for those 15 minutes, like you were entertained and, you know, you got something out of it and shit. I, I hope I can do it at least bare minimum one more time for you guys. And, uh, and we can have a blast and, you know, party party. I like that. Thank you so party. much. Shit. I'm a Libra. Only my RuPaul fans will get that. <laughs> I'm not a Libra. 